all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and now as the Divisional Weekend came to a close in the NFL, we are one step closer to the offseason officially becoming here, and then obviously a lot of things in the Saints schedule starts ramping up, but still there's a lot of talk, a lot of self-evaluation that will be going on in this episode. We do have a good amount of news, so that's also really good. It's to me a very interesting set of news as more news about Drew Brees came out, Um, Mike Westoff news about Taysom Hill. That was really interesting. A few Saints were added to the Pro Bowl. We'll get into that. And then also we'll keep our self-evaluation process and kind of that segment going on as we'll talk about our skill position players and our offensive line. I'm hoping to get through the offense uh, this episode, but as the last episode, we only talked about the QVs. We'll see how this one goes out. But uh, I think we're just going to get right into this one because obviously we're still going to have jam-packed episodes here, at least until the... Um, self-evaluation with this 2019 team and when we look at the free agents and the draft it's going to be you know these episodes are going to be um, very interesting we're looking ahead we're looking trying to win the Super Bowl here in 2020 and I think obviously you got to look in first and then look how you know some outside players can help you uh, move forward and get to win a playoff game and ultimately win a Super Bowl because I think that's what all this team uh, really needs to do and all they really want to do is here is they got to win it you know that's kind of the last piece of the puzzle here and if we're looking at this you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton legacy, I think that's kind of the last thing. So let's start off with the notes as two Saints players were added to the Pro Bowl with Jared Cook and Andrus Pete. Jared Cook, congrats to him. Second straight year, he made it. I mean, he just, second half, he came on and he had a great second half. I mean, he was able to just do a lot of great stuff in this offense. And really, once he got that, um, just the reps with Drew Brees, it really helped him a ton. So I think that was really big. Uh, 43 receptions, 705 yards, nine touchdowns. Really great job. The nine touchdowns stands out to you. That's a career high for him. You would like the 43 receptions to go up. I would like next season. I just think the full season with Drew Brees, and hopefully it's Drew Brees, but even if it's Teddy Bridgewater, but also, you know, you kind of still have, because he did play with Teddy Bridgewater five games, that would kind of help his, um, you know, the reps as well, just getting in there. I'd like to see that 43 go up to like a 60. And 705 yards, I mean, in the 700s, I think that's fine with the nine touchdowns. That would obviously be really big. And he had a great year. So especially the second half, he was a big part of the Saints offense. So good for Jared Cook. I'm happy for him and can't wait to root him on in that game. The other player, Andrews Pete, look, he got it off of reputation. I don't know why he's in this game. He was awful, and he was awful for most of the season. Bad PPF grade. Uh, he gave up sacks. He did a lot of bad things. And, I'm, and look, I'm not going to blame him for not going. I'd go if I was in his position. Jet definitely look at his free agent value. That's really big for him. But I don't know why they wouldn't put Walford in there or someone else, a guard that just, I mean, played better. I mean, Larry Walford was better, gave up less sacks, better PPF grade. And people are saying, um, are saying that, like, Pete didn't really play that bad. He just he gets, you know, ratted out by the Saints fan base. And I just don't see that. Yes, he's not bad. He's not bad, but he's average. And when he plays bad competition, he does well. When he plays good competition, he does awful. And who do you play in the playoffs? You play great competition, and he's awful. And that's not good. He, he's just not that good of a pass blocker. And with Drew Brees, and, uh, you know, he can't have that pressure up the middle. And with Andrews Pete, it's up the middle always. So you just can't have that. And you're hoping in the future that the Saints can, just, you know, sure that up and get a really good player there. So that would obviously be big there. But congratulations to both those guys. 
And um, look, they should play in the game, have fun. You know, obviously, get to play with your peers. Some really good players will be playing in the Pro Bowl. And I know that it's not hot, you know, hard hitting and everything, but you know, it's still the last time you get to root on your Saints. And um, I'll be watching the game. I, I know last year people were saying, "Oh, you're gonna watch the Pro Bowl?" I, I watched it. I mean, it, look, it's Sunday at like three. I mean, what else are you gonna do? I mean, it's a, it's a good way to watch Saints players one last time before next August. You know, think about that. So to me, that's kind of just what it is. I mean, could be the last time Drew Brees plays in a Pro Bowl. That would be something cool to see. So that's just kind of what it is for that game. Moving over to our second slot of news. So we have some Drew Brees news here. And uh, Ian Rappaport and Sean Payton both had uh, reports here. Sean Payton uh, guest starred and was a guest analyst on Sunday NFL Countdown as it was in New Orleans for the national championship game. And he said that um, he sees Drew Brees up on the field this next upcoming season with the Saints. He said he's going to talk to Drew on Monday about it. And then we'll see what happens there. So I'm thinking Drew Brees is going to play. And then Ian Rappaport said it was uh, status quo was his exact word. So that's obviously really good. He said the Saints want Drew. Drew wants the Saints. They just got to work out the numbers. And I thought it was really interesting what he put up. And I want to talk about this. Is he said the Saints can franchise tag him. And I didn't actually think of this before Rappaport said it. And it wouldn't be a bad idea for the Saints to franchise tag Drew Brees. Now, in the 2017 contract, there was a clause for the, his last time he had his contract, that he couldn't have a franchise tag. Now he's allowed. That's the big difference in that contract. So if I'm the Saints, anything over that $26 million, so that's what it's probably going to be. The franchise tag for quarterbacks is going to be $26 million next year. I just franchise Drew Brees for 26. Worst comes to worst. Bleacher Report predicts Brees to sign a two-year $45 million under the franchise tag because... He thinks uh, they think that Brees will take the extra year if you give him a little less, and I'd be fine with that too. I think it's a really interesting scenario as the Saints could now franchise tag him. The Saints have all the um, leverage in this situation, and I think that's extremely interesting. And when, when we're looking at this, I think that's something we all have to look at there as Drew Brees, his cap is going to be the franchise tag, you'd think. Because we, we're looking at a one to two year deal, anyways. It's not like we're looking long term and. You know, the franchise tag is just kind of like that. It's not like he's a young player, and I think if you take the franchise tag, you know, he wouldn't sit out like a Le'Veon Bell did. I think it's a great move if the Saints are allowed to franchise tag him. Now, I don't know. We don't know the full context of uh, his contract from the 2018 season, I think. But, I mean, I don't think Rappaport would uh, do it. I don't think he would uh, say that the Saints can franchise tag him unless it's actually true. So I think that's extremely interesting and something we all got to look at. As I, I think that that's something that twenty six million for Drew Brees is not thirty, it's not thirty seven as people would say. It'd be twenty six, and to me that's kind of what he's worth at this point. I think that two years forty five I think would be a steal. I think one year twenty six would be great, and uh, or twenty seven I think it's gonna be like twenty six and change. So I mean, really good. I, I I'm kind of I'm feeling more confident about Drew Brees coming back. I think he will. I already talked about who I want. I'm not gonna go into that argument again. I don't really want to rat on Teddy Bridgewater again. I don't really want to really just get negative comments to him because he's still a great quarterback. And I, I really don't want to say, like, I mean, look, he can play. I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater can't play. I just think Drew Brees is a better option for the Saints. And that's why he's going to get paid is because he could play. He could win. But the Saints have Drew Brees. And to me, I just don't uh, – I think Drew Brees can play a little better. And a lot. I think a good amount better. But anyways – I don't really want to get to that argument again, but that's kind of interesting news on Brees and kind of I think his cap is the franchise franchise tag in this one. If the Saints give it to him now, if it comes out later that in that contract said Brees can can't have that franchise tag, I think it's going to be really interesting to look at because then you could see a big contract. But 
you know, the Saints have all the leverage. If they can just place the franchise tag on them, I definitely do that. 100% do that. Like 100%. Because then, or you can just say, Breeze, we're giving you the franchise tag and we're going to move that cap down the line. So what, you know, you can do that. And there's really nothing you can do about it. So I think very interesting stuff there. And uh, I think he'd do that. I think he'd be happy to get $26 million. But again, very interesting. So before we get into our kind of self-evaluation for our skill position and our offensive line, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dads Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dads Discussion. And now we are going to talk about our skill position players and what we should do with these guys upcoming. I think it's a really interesting kind of group here. You have a lot of stars. You have no depth. That's kind of what the Saints are kind of up to here. It's 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 not what they've done here with this group here. We'll first get into the running backs, then we'll get into receivers. So the running back group, I'm fine with how it is. I would, I mean, you have Kamara who had a down year this season. He's 25 though when the season starts, so he's still very young. He's under contract this year for 1.2 million. An extension is available because now this is now his fourth year, and now you can give him that extension. And I think it's interesting to see what he wants if he wants the extension i would offer him one not a high one i wouldn't give him a record deal and if he's asked for that and he wants to sit out he has no leverage another player doesn't have that much leverage he just came off kind of a career low season here in his third season supposed to be your third year jump he had 171 carries 797 yards 4.7 yards a carry five touchdowns running the ball and then receiving the ball he had 81 catches again but it was his lowest yards uh, output with only 533 one touchdown and he had a 69.9 power football focus uh, grade and that was low and everything everything was low for Kamara this year and it seems like he lost something and I don't know what it is I'm not an expert on running backs but it seems like he just lost that that ability to stay up and the balance and he wasn't in ma- let's put this this way he said in 2017-2018 he was in matrix mode he was seeing everything different and i thought that was a great comment to see how he sees the game he he wasn't in matrix mode this year for sure so i think we could all agree on that so what i would offer him david johnson who had kind of one breakout season then had kind of like another good season and his extension was 3 years 39 million i'd give that if he wants to take that fine you backload it because you want you know you want some you know maybe do it for next year so maybe you keep his cap at this year in the next three years he gets that 300 uh three year uh, 39 million dollar deal his market value on spot rack is a four year 40 uh 56 million dollars year i don't give him that if he has a great year then i'd be fine like look if he wants to bet on himself and like say he wants like i wouldn't pay him at all i just don't think running backs are that unless you have a running back that's really you, you have a derrick henry but he's going on a run and if the Saints wanted to draft a running back late in the fourth round, fifth round, I'd be all for that and see how he plays out. Because I don't know if I want Kamara to get a four-year or a five-year deal worth $80 million. I don't know if I want to give him a Zeke deal or something like that. I just don't think the Saints showed up. I'll be against, I'm against it. It's, it's another cap pick because you're going to want to – I'd rather pay Ramchek instead of him. I, I mean, I'd rather, play, I'd rather pay Lattimore even. I mean – I mean, Lattimore didn't play well this season. I'm not saying Lattimore was great this season either, but that's kind of what it is here. So when looking at it, I'm going to play out his deal. And if he's if he hasn't if he's better than what he was in 2018, 2017, if he takes that next step to a really top five elite running back, I'd give him the deal. But if he doesn't, if he stays like this or even gets a little better, it's not something that I, I just wouldn't pay. I mean, you have Latavius Murray there. You could draft someone. I mean, look, he won't be... You can get a player that was like Kamara this season. 
you could. It's not one-of-a-kind player. 2017 Kamara, 2018 Kamara, maybe. But, again, I just think that's kind of interesting. There, they do have Latavius Murray, and he's going to be under contract. He signed a four-year, $14 million deal uh, last offseason. He has a four, about four and change million dollar cap hit. They're going to keep him. He's going to just stay. I think that, I think, look, the Saints didn't give him the ball enough. He only had 146 carries, uh, 637 yards, five touchdowns. He had 34 catches as well for 235 yards and a touchdown. Pro Football Focus grade was actually better than Alvin Kamara's. I don't put all my weight into Pro Football Focus. It's just one stat to me. It just means just as much as any of the other ones. But uh, 73.3 grade for him is better than the Kamara grade. And, look, he started two games, which I think was interesting. I mean, it wasn't interesting. It was good. It, the, the, way he, the way he played in those games was interesting. Um, he played very well and better than Kamara. fact of the matter is he went over 100 yards both of those games, and he had some really good games, grinded out games with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. And I think that I think if he got more carries in that playoff game, he should have got more carries. And you're seeing it with Henry. Those big running backs ended the season, bruise them, go right up the middle, and you'll get some yards. And Sean Payton just doesn't like to do that. And nothing really you can say about that. I mean, I don't know if Latavius Murray's right for the offense, but I think he can be successful, especially if you just run him. Do those Mark Ingram runs with Murray. You should be doing that. And I, th- I think I-, I think Payton did it more with Ingram. I'm not gonna lie. So I think, I think maybe Peyton has to, you know, I was talking about the changes. And I'm going to get into the change, another change the Saints can make when they go into the, when we talk about the receivers. But you know what, another uh, change, a mass change that the Saints can make going into next season that would kind of like open up another three-year window and kind of that switch of the windows where you could see another window open up for a Super Bowl. Maybe Sean Payton gives those play calls away to Pete Carmichael. Carmichael is known for running the ball more and kind of those less flashy plays. And I like that better. That's kind of the way it is. I like watching this Texans team, the Titans team play. I'm sorry. I, I like when they run it with Henry up the middle. And we can do the exact same, not the exact same thing. Henry's a better running back than Murray. But we can do a resemblance of it. And it doesn't have to be every play. It just has to be once in a while. He should get, it's not even, we don't even need the lead. If it's a close game, we shouldn't be just going all to the pass. Because in that game against the Vikings, their kind of weaknesses was up the middle of the whole defense. And um, or at least up the middle, up front, and up the middle on the back end. Not really in the middle. They have a great middle linebacker with Kendricks, but in the secondary and in the line, that's kind of where their uh, weaknesses were. We didn't run the ball there at all. So again, I don't know. I would like to get Murray more touches next season. I'm hoping they can do that. Maybe Sean Payton gives up the play calling aspect of his uh, coaching here. I mean, that's that'd be a big change, and I think a lot of people. I don't know why people would take it, but I think it's, you got to look at it. People are talking about Drew Brees losing his job, and that's pretty crazy. Maybe, again, I think it's just another way the Saints can change. And uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know if he's going to do it. Probably won't do it, but definitely something you got to look at there. Last running back for the Saints here that was on the roster last season was Dwayne Washington. He's going to be a free agent. He got a $720,000 deal over one year. So I think... Look, he he's a player that I, I'd re-sign him for that amount. I don't know about anything more than that. He was he's good as like a backup, as like a triple backup. I'm not gonna say re-sign him. His over the cap evaluation was 1.7 million. I wouldn't give him even that. I give him like one million, something like that. He could leave, and if he wants like a better role, if he wants a bigger role, sure be it. I mean, I would try to draft someone in the late rounds and take his role. If and I wouldn't be mad about that. He had eight carries for 60 yards this season, so. 
Uh, I mean, look, he's 25 years old, young player, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. And then finally, the Saints signed uh, Taquan Mazel to a futures deal. He's 26 years old. So he's on the 90-man roster. He's going to be a camp body. Now, we'll see if he makes the roster and then his cap hit would be low, around the 500,000 range. So if he would make the team, another third kind of third uh, candidate there for the third spot. In 2018, he had nine carries, 16 yards, eight catches, 87 yards for the Bears. Uh, he was on practice squad for the Saints all of 2019. And then in 2016, he had over uh, 1,500 rushing and 50, 1,500 receiving yards at UVA. So that's kind of an interesting. Not many players did that. I think he's one of the only one. I think one of three. So that's very interesting. Fullback, the Saints, they're going to have, they're going to either re-sign Line, Zach Line, or they're going to keep Ricky Ortiz. Zach Line is going to be 30. So again, very interesting there. Last year, he made over a million dollars with 1.2 mil. I'd give him the exact same. If he wants to take it, good. He's a good fullback. He's not going to win you games. He's not going to lose you games, obviously. So I'm not going to spend that much time on it, but I'd re-sign him. He can do a lot of things, and I think he can be good. I mean, you have Ricky Ortiz also on the roster, came in in relief of Line, and he, he, look, he's going to be a little cheaper, but we're talking about thousands of dollars here, and we'll see how much cap the Saints have, but they should have enough to sign Zach Line, and I would give Line the exact same contract he did last year. If he wants to take it, great. If someone else wants to sign him, that's fine, but not all NFL teams even use the uh, fullback position, so to me, I don't know how big his market's going to be. I just re-sign Line, and Ortiz could bring him as a camp body, but nothing crazy there. So now, this is the real skill position group where I really want to talk about. That's receiver. You have Michael Thomas, and not much after that. Michael Thomas, he's under contract, and he's on the Saints. Five-year five year deal, uh, $96.25 million extension last offseason. He's going to have a $15 million cap at this season. The Saints could restructure and save about $8 million. I think they're going to do that. I think, not 100% sure, but to save $8, 9000000 million, you're like, yeah, you kind of want to. I mean, you kind of want to, especially because you have a lot of cap down the road. I know we're just kicking the can, but if you're going to win this year, if you're going to try to win the Super Bowl, I definitely look at that. He won't be happy probably about it, but I think he would if he's going to win because he's going to get the money anyways. Now it's just pushing it a little down the road. I, I think the, I think they're going to do it, so definitely look out for that there. Him or Armstead, I think they're going to do, and Michael Thomas will give him more. So, I, I mean, maybe they'll do both. I don't really know, but he had an ungodly year. Put it that way. 149 catches, NFL record. 70, over 1,700 yards, which is like a top 10 NFL season for yards, and nine touchdowns, which is like third in the league. Over a 90 pro football focus grade. He, he He's a stud. He's, I mean, the best receiver in the league. And we do have that. So, look, he got double teamed every game, and he was still putting up the stats. Give it up to Mike Thomas because he's the best. But you can't win with one receiver. Look around the teams that have made it to this far, to this level here. No one's made it with just one player. And even to the divisional round, look at the teams that made it to the divisional round. You have the Vikings, who had a ton of skill position talent. The 49ers have a ton of skill position talent. The Texans, ton of skill position talent. Chiefs, ton of skill position talent. The Packers have Jones, Adams, other receivers. They have Lazard. They're the only team kind of in there that's kind of, mm, but they've been, they've been, they, they kind of have a similar role to the Saints, but I think they're a little better. They got a little more. You're looking at the Seahawks. You have Russell Wilson. You have, obviously, you have Russell Wilson, but then you have Metcalf and Lockett. You kind of have that two duo running back with Lynch. I mean, they have David Moore to me. Those, that's a th- three good receiver combo there. 
go to Baltimore. They have obviously Jackson, great, you know, running QB. They have Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed. They have a lot of guys there, ton of weapons, and they 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 have a really good personnel for the offense they run. And then you have the Titans with Derrick Henry, the best they have the best running back in the league. And it's not it's like the Saints have the best wide receiver in the league, but running backs to me, if you can lean on a running back like that, that's huge. And then they also have A.J. Brown, you have Deion Lewis out of the backfield, you have Tajay Sharp, and then also they have that fourth pick of the draft. His his name is um, escaping me right now, but if he was a fourth pick, and he was a big player for them as well, and they have a really overall great skill position players, and I think it's really interesting. I mean, Corey Davis, I'm sorry about that. And they have Adam Humphreys, who's out. They have a ton of... Uh, receivers here just a lot of overall great uh, wide receiving corps just overall skill position players the Saints don't have that and I'm sorry people say that Drew Brees he should be able to make people good he's not at that point of his career you have Michael Thomas and you have Ted Ginn Ted Ginn's gonna be 35 years old don't sign him leave him be he's coming off the three-year 11 million dollar deal but you can't see him in turn unless it's to me, a million dollars. Maybe even, I mean, he's not going to, he had a worse year of his career. He got worse and worse and worse. 30 catches, 421 yards, two touchdowns, 56.8 PPF grade, not very good. His over-the-cap value is 2.9 million. I don't even know if I give him that. He's just not the, he's not the player the Saints need anymore. He still has the speed deep. Saints don't need that player. And I, I thought this was an amazing argument by Elias over at the Huda Confessional Podcast. Really good. He said, Everyone's trying to axe Drew Brees. But how about we look at the weapons around them? At the scenes, they have these burners who try to win downfield and they, you know, they can't catch contested balls. That's, that's not the game that Drew Brees is playing and can't play anymore. You have no guys that can really, besides, this is besides Michael Thomas, so just, you really have, you have no receivers that can win a contested ball, that can get speed, that can get separation in the short field. Really, we just have burners downfield. Drew Brees can't do that. So why do we have receivers that do that? That's just stupid. And again, that gets me frustrated. And Elias is 100% right. We should bring receivers that can win the jump ball, that can run good routes. Then we would see a better a better output there. And Look, Ted Ginn's not awful, but he's just not the player that we need. Traquan Smith cannot make a contested catch on the outside of the field for anything. And he missed over-the-middle contested catch right before the pick. If he catches that ball, the pick never happens. Saints win the game. And I'm sorry to put that on Traquan Smith. I know it really wasn't on him, but we got to say it. It's true. Traquan Smith is going to have to be held accountable. And I don't know if I even want him on the roster next year. I'm kind of at that point where I'm just done with him. Obviously, they're probably not going to trade him and you're not going to cut him. But still. It's getting to that point. It's getting to that point where he needs to have a good year next year. You know, he had 18 catches this year, 234 yards, five touchdowns in 11 games. So it's not going to cut it. You have Deontay Harris, who's a great special teamer, all pro, pro bowler, and that's great. He He's going to be, to me, He he's the money you give to the burner. And you know how much that money is? $588,000. Nothing. It shouldn't be. He should be your guy. If you want to burn, you want a big play, do it with Taysom Hill. Put Harris in the game. Give Harris the ball in short field. Get Harris to run those deep routes one very well. That's all I want the deep player to be. It should be Harris. Everyone else should be able to make a contested catch in that 
10 to 20 yard range and less. And look, Keith Kirkwood, another guy. You're going to bring him back on the exclusive rights free agent. Didn't play all last year. He's a guy that at least he can kind of do that. He's now very raw, but we saw spurts of it. So bring him in. Keep him here. He's a player that should fit the system very well. And I'm not saying that he's the talent level I want, but at least he's the type of player. So he's going to be exclusive rights. You bring him back. In 2018, he played eight games, 13 catches, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Austin Carr, he's going to be a restricted free agent. You're not giving him a tender. I don't even think he's worth $2 million. Uh, maybe he comes back to the Saints on like kind of a short-term deal. Krishan Hogan, he's kind of that blocking placeholder. I mean, yeah, if you want to give him a camp body, I guess, but he's nothing really special here. Little Jordan Humphrey, another player like, uh, like Kirkwood, kind of that player, big player, definitely wins the jump ball contested catches. He's a player that we should see. In the preseason, he had 103 yards and two touchdowns. I want to see a little more of him. Emmanuel Butler. Another. He, these are the type of players that we should be looking at here more than like. Te- like I'd rather have these guys at least that can at least do the thing. No, it's not very well. It's not to that um, caliber where you want to see. And obviously, I would like to see better talent there. But again, these are the guys I want to see more. His preseason stats: six catches, forty-seven yards, and a touchdown on twelve targets. Tim White, who is going to be under the future deal as well as Emmanuel Butler, and um, look, he, he's a player. That was signed on kind of the end of the season, made the practice squad. In 2018, he had nine punt returns for 74 yards. And look, he's a fast receiver, gets on the field. Now that's fine. Bring him in for a camp body, but I don't think he's going to be a fix, obviously, to this team. Jared Cook is a great, he was a great addition. And it, and it was great. But he's only a tight end. And it took him time to really get into this offense. And Jared Cook is not like, I know, look, look, he made the Pro Bowl these last two years, and that's great. But Jared Cook before the last two years wasn't anything special. Now he's kind of clicked on later in his career. But he wasn't like this great receiver. Bring in a real great talent. I mean, I'm not looking for another Mike Thomas. But someone that can really come in here and take that wide receiver two role opposite Mike Thomas and a bang for it. And I'm giving him, I not what said, I wasn't going to give you some guys, but I really want the Saints to look at Perryman. Perryman is a great talent. First, oh, former first round pick. He's the guy you want. He's going to get the separation in the short field. He's a good route runner, and he can win athletically. Player I really want to look at, and he's not going to be that expensive because he hasn't really shown it. But he has the tools. Put it together, and he's, he's the real. He's a talent that has untapped potential that hasn't you know, been fulfilled yet. Another guy I want to look at is obviously A.J. Green. Problem is, everyone's going to want A.J. Green, but the Saints may need him to go to the Super Bowl. Saints may need him. I mean, Perryman's great and all, but the Saints may need A.J. Green. So you may, may want to go all for broke for him. Amari Cooper would be great. I don't see the Saints getting him. Maybe if he has no market, you bring him, bring him in on like a one-year deal. It's extremely interesting. We're going to get into that later, but those are the guys I want to look at. It has to be kind of that systematic change. You want to get to close to that 2009 roster as possible. And one of that 2009, they had a lot of guys like you had Meacham, who got that separation in that, in that same field. You had Colson, who did that. You had Shockey, who did that. You had a lot of guys that can do that. You had Lance Moore. The only guy that really deep that really just ran deep balls exclusively was Henderson. And even he was a pretty good, you know, mid-drop guy, but he was more of a deep deep guy. So that that's kind of what I'm looking for for these Saints. Tight end, to me, this is a pretty easy position. You got Cook. He's we already talked about him. He's gonna stay on this team. I'm expecting a bigger year out of him than even this year. Josh Hill, you're gonna keep him. He's been just a steady, steady guy. 25 catches, 226 yards, three touchdowns. He had the Breeze record one. He's gonna be 2.8 million. You're keeping him. Jared Cook is a nine million dollar cap hit, but yeah, you gotta pay him, and he's worth it. So I'm, I'm not even like 
you know, they're doing fine. You could save three million on a restructure. I mean, to me, I would just extend them another year. Then if you're going to do that and kind of space it out, you can do that too. Very interesting there. And then they have Garrett Griffin, who's under contract. He's going to be 26. He's kind of a guy. He did catch a, a touchdown in the Rams game. So that's very interesting. And um, just kind of a fun fact there. I mean, I think he could be a third tight end. I don't think the Saints are going with just two tight ends, though. And then also they have Jason Vanderland under contract. He was kind of that fullback guy uh, for the Saints. He played a lot of fullback after the line injury, but then he got hurt. Uh, he's under contract for 660000 So, I mean, you could cut him for nothing. But, again, very interesting. And then... Mitchell Lowen, the Saints kind of, they converted him to a tight end. He was a, a defensive end for a few years with the Saints on the practice squad, but they just flipped him over to a tight end, so he's another guy that's going to be there on a futures deal. So I think that's very interesting as well. And then Cole Wick, who's going to be 26, also in a futures deal here. And then 2018, he had one target, and he was in the practice squad all of 2019. So that's kind of interesting. That's kind of what it is from the skill position group. And I, I think mostly wide receivers, and you could also do that through the draft. There are a lot of guys in the first round that you can do that. So that's very interesting. They're coming up on the 29-minute mark. I, I, you know, I think I'm going to do the offensive line because there's one thing I wanted to say, and I want to get through this because it's, it's to me it's paramount, and I, I think people should know it now. The Saints, their offensive line now is one of the best in football. Now, they didn't play like that in the playoff game, but we all, they're top five in my opinion. They have one flaw, and it's been the flaw in every playoff game. And that's the left guard position. And I'm sick and tired of hearing that Andrews P is good enough. And I'm done with good enough. I want great at every position on the offensive line. We pay too much for it. I'm not paying Andrews P $12 million or $10 million for him to be our average. I mean, that's a lot of money. I'll pay I'll pay a receiver to at least he'll be great on the outside. I'll pay A.J. Green. I'll pay Amari Cooper. If I want a great um, you know, offensive line, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay the money for it. And I would be willing to give – if Pete was actually really good, you have a guy – um, on the Washington, I'd pay him. I don't, I don't think you should. I think you should draft someone for sure, and that's kind of a sure draft position. First round, get get your guard that you want, and that can do pass protection and run protection. Keep Easton to kind of be that guy just in case, kind of your fail-safe guy. Andrews Pete should not be stepping in the Superdome again as a Saint. I'm done. I'm done with Andrews Pete. I'm sorry. $9.6 million cap at last year. He's probably going to get even bigger than that, especially he's got another Pro Bowl on his hands. Some team will give him it. We all know that. So that's just kind of what I think of Pete. He's 26 years old, still young, but just he can't. I, I can't. I'm sorry. He's done it too many times to us, and I'm just not for that again. Left tackle, Taron Armstead, he's going to be under contract. So $16 million next year. Could restructure for it saves $6 million. I can see that. Even ADP PF grade. He's, again, he played through a lot of injuries. Got to give him a lot of credit. Hopefully, he just keep doing that. And now that's really big. Eric McCoy, second rounder last year. He was the best rookie center. He's one of the best centers in the league. Top five, actually, this year. So really good for him. 76.2 PPF grade. He played very well. Larry Walford, as always, is playing solid. Uh, 29 years old, but and he's got a $12.8 million cap it. I mean, you're going to re-sign him probably for the same type of deal. He's getting a little older. I don't think a lot of teams are going to want him for over 30 years old. But, again, I think he can. he's going to come back, I think. So, again, I think he's a player that's going to come in here, do a good job, and next season kind of keep that right guard spot down on lock. So that's really big there. Ramchek, look, he, he's a player that's going to come in here, do some really great stuff. He's the, he's the best right tackle in the league. All pro. He's going to come in here and do his job. $2.89 million cap if that's it. And now he's eligible for an extension. And I think you're going to 50-year option him probably. So he's not going to get the extension. 
until the next season. And next season, you give them a hefty extension. And that's kind of what it is. I'm making them the 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 most paid right right tackle. He deserves it. 91.0 P- P- PFF grade. And he was great. So, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit there. I mean, you need your tackles to be great, you know, to keep your quarterback upright. I think he's done that. So that's really big as well. Then your six, you're kind of your six man's Nick Easton, 28 years old, $5.5 million cap hit this season. You could restructure for $2.4 million in space. But again, I think he's a player to come up in here and do some really good job. He's a lot like Andrews Pete, but he's kind of a flip. So he's better in pass protection, worse in run protection. Pete is better at getting out in space and the run and worse in the pass protection. I kind of rather have better pass protection, especially with Drew Brees. So even if the Saints don't get a guard in the draft or in free agency, I'd be more confident with Easton than I would be with Pete. That's just my opinion. So, but I mean, my optimal plan here is to is to draft the guard out of um, Wisconsin. If he falls to us, that would be huge because he's going to come up in here and he's going to be just great. You know, he's from Wisconsin. We know uh, offensive lineman out of Wisconsin with Ramchek, great player here, and you know he's going to do some some great. If he may, if he was with the Saints, I think he would be a really good starter. He's a unanimous All-American, first-team All-American. He's a player that's going to come up in here, and if he falls to us, that would be a huge, huge, huge uh, boost for us. He's better than Andrew Speed, I bet, now. <laughs> now, I'm going to put a lot of pressure on him, but that would be perfect. Uh, you know, Biadez, Tyler Biadez, the guy is, is, is his name, and uh, he, he's a player, and he's going to do some great stuff for us if he can come onto this team. Now, obviously... You have other needs, and I wouldn't be mad if they got really any position of need here. But I think, you know, you have a draft that's pretty um, light on interior offensive linemen. So he's one of the few going and draft him. I'd actually move up to draft him. That's how confident I am in him. So, again, I think that's something you got to do here. Now, he, he's probably going to fall to us. That's the good thing. People are kind of putting him around that late first round, early second round. So I think he should be able to fall to us. But I think he's a player here that can do some really great stuff. So I'd really like to pick him up and... I think that can be really big. Then third round, you go for your receiver. To me, you had a free agency and draft for the receiver position. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of it here for the line. There, Obviously, we have a couple of depth guys. You have Will Clapp, who to me, again, he's your guard center type. He can play multiple positions. going to stay on that um, you know, rookie deal, so low cap hit. Keep him for depth. I think he's kind of good as that six-blocker guy. He can do that coming when he needs to be. He had a couple of relief appearances. Did, did, did held his own. So you keep him. He did a good job there. Patrick Romami, I'm going to give this guy a lot of credit because I, I kind of ratted on him at the beginning of the season because I knew him on the Giants and he was not very good. He did not keep Eli Manning up straight. But he did a good job this season. He did actually a really good job this season. I'm going to give him some credit. When he came in, he did good. And he held his own. Good job for him because he had a couple of bad seasons in a row. So I'd actually re-sign him. His over-the-cap valuation is $1.7 million. I'd give him it. I'd give him $2 million. I, I, I think he's a player that can do some great things. Now, he may want some big contract, but I don't see it. I think the Saints have resigned him because I think he did a good job. And Cameron Tom, maybe only bring back Cameron Tom or Omame. I would bring back Omame. But if you want to bring out Cameron, Cameron Tom, he's a player that you can do as well. He was on IR all of 2019, but he played 178 snaps in 11 games, one start of 2018. So... Again, just another player you can see. You can see him as an original round tender for uh, $2.1 million. And then tackle Ethan Greenidge. He was on our roster this season, 22 years old, so a young player. 
and uh, he's under contract. They'll probably keep him there. He was on the 53-man roster, but he was always a healthy scratch unless Armstead was out. So, I mean, look, he's a depth player. He's a young player, so you maybe want to keep him just in case somehow Armstead gets hurt and you kind of have a good backup there. So I'd keep on developing. And then your futures contracts, Derek Kelly, the third, and 25 years old, practice squad all of 2019. So he's a player that can come up in here. And I think, again, if we needed him in a you know, depth situation, I think he could do a good job. So I think with all that said, we are going to wrap up the podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. And then also you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And I think this, this is what we talked about today, these skill position players. I think it's going to be big. I really want to say I'm really interested. The two things I'm, the two things I'm most interested about the Saints all season is right, I'm going to put the three. A, what are they going to do with the quarterbacks? I just want to see what they do. I think they're going to bring back Drew Brees, but I just want to see make it official. I want to see what they do with the receiver position. I want to see if they sit on their hands or they go out and get players. And then third, I want to see what they do with the cornerback position. Do they bring back Eli Apple? Do they keep Janoris Jenkins? Or, or do they go and get someone else? Another very interesting topic we'll talk about next week. So, Or maybe later this week, maybe early next week. So I think it's going to be really interesting Again, it's going to be one of the biggest off-seasons to me in Saints history, or in a while, at least 10 years. Again, very interesting. You want to keep this, this window open. You want to win a Super Bowl. And uh, that, that's kind of what we're trying to do. And I think we can do it in 2020 if we just make the necessary moves. You can't sit on your hands this off-season. you gotta, you got to make this team better. So we'll see if they can uh, do that there. For the off-season, kind of some plans here I kind of want to say is that I really want to start the video on YouTube just for the podcast and film studies. Those will probably be up. I'm not going to put a time limit on them because I, I just want to I want to perfect it before I put out the video. I'll, I'll do probably a few practice runs before. I really want to perfect it and make it really good for you guys. The film studies we're going to put up probably, they'll probably start after the, the Super Bowl wraps up. And then we could really get into the film studies and stuff. If, if It could be beforehand, but I'm kind of targeting after the Super Bowl. Video, just other not film studies videos, other podcasts that will be up on YouTube. That stuff may be on before a little quicker. But uh, I'm just trying to get the right layout and... Uh, kind of what you know we want to do with the cameras and everything. I'm just kind of going through that. But I think that's going to be a really cool um, kind of element to the podcast and that stuff, especially in the offseason, and it'll be really cool. So can't wait to start that as well. But with all that said, I want to say thank you and who dat.